0: Actually, broadcasting on my on my Facebook page, in addition to um, my podcast, because I believe this message is um, it needs to reach a wider audience. So, I'm actually going to invite my Facebook family to come in, and I'm going to go ahead and share this to my ministry page um, because this word I have been carrying in my belly for a couple of weeks, and it's starting to kick. And i need to release it amen i'm going to be talking about um predator spirits and um it's coming out of second samuel chapter 13 but it we're going to talk more about the sexual violation of on um, predator spirits i believe it's, it has a, a broader and a wider application um than just the sexual violation certainly not minimizing that but I think we're going to go a little bit deeper uh, with that tonight and um, talk about it. So again, to my um, Soteria prophetic ministry um, people, we welcome you. But I've also invited my Facebook family and my ministry uh, ministry page. So um, because I, I just feel like this message needs to go a little bit wider than it normally does. So coming out of Second Samuel, Chapter 13. God bless everyone who's joining in. And um, I'll certainly respond to your comments when we get done second samuel chapter 13 and i'm going to read this because i'm not going to assume that everyone knows the content or the context of the story and i really want you to get what is happening here so this is coming out of second samuel chapter 13 and it came to pass after this that absalom the son of david had a fair sister whose name was tamar and uh, amnon the son of david loved her and amnon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister tamar for she was a virgin and amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. So verse 3, 2 Samuel 13 and 3. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shemiah, David's brother. And Jonadab was a very subtle man, very subtle man. I want you to, if you got your Bible or somewhere in your knower, just kind of highlight that, that this guy, um, a friend of Amnon, who was David's son, who was also Tamar's half-brother, had this friend and he was a subtle Man And remember, again, we're talking about predator spirits. And so right out the gate in the third verse, we're looking at the type of people that um, that operate in this predator spirit. Um, These are people who do not have your best interests at heart. They're very subtle, um, deceiving, conniving, um, manipulative, secretive, things of that nature. Verse four. And he said unto him, why art thou being the king's son lean from day to day? Why won't you tell me? I'm paraphrasing. And Amnon said to him, I love Tamar, my brother, Absalom's sister. Again, Amnon has a full understanding that Tamar is his half sister. Okay, that's in verse 4, 2 Samuel 13, verse 5. And Jonadab said to him, lay you down, lay down on my bed, on your bed rather, and make yourself sick. So here I want you to pay attention to this plan, because whenever you are dealing with a predator spirit, um, you are dealing with a spirit that is calculating. You're not dealing with something that, it, you know, just by the, uh, uh, you know, fly by night or the uh, skin of their teeth came up with a plan. But when you're dealing with a predator spirit, you're dealing with someone um, who is under the influence of this demon. OK, it's because our battle is not flesh and blood. But you're dealing with someone who is under the influence of this demon that is calculating. You're dealing with a monitoring spirit. All right. Because we find here that Jonadab begins to lay out this plan to overthrow uh, Tamar. So when you're dealing with a predator spirit, you're dealing with somebody who someone who is is knowledgeable and cognizant of your movements. These are tracking spirits. OK, uh, uh, th- these are uh, um, high ranking spirits. They they and, and check this out too. they have a close proximity to you. Because I want you to look again at the context of this chapter. We're not talking about strangers. We're not talking about someone from another town, another region. We're talking about someone in the community. You know, and I don't mean community. I'm talking about someone who knows you, someone who is familiar with you, someone who has. Um, who has uh, knowledgeable, has knowledge of your movements. This is someone who is in close proximity to you. This is someone who has the ability to watch your life, to monitor your life. Okay? So when we talk about predators in this context, I want you to, I really want you to understand where we're coming from. So Jonadab says to uh, Amna, when 2 Samuel 13 5, he said, Lay down on your bed and make yourself sick. OK, and when your father cometh to see you, say to him, I pray you, let my sister take my come, give me meat and dress the meat in my sight that I may see it and eat it at her hand. And so here you have Jonadab, Jonadab feeding Amnon this uh, conspiracy. So predator spirits, again, these are calculating spirits. And I don't want you, you know, the Bible tells us, you know, uh, to know where your enemy seat is, right, that that we should be the children of the light. We should be, you know, uh, harmless as a dog. Um, Wise as a serpent harmless as a dove. So I don't want you to be naive. I don't want you to be ignorant of the enemy's devices that when you have a predator spirit. And, and again, listen, I've been carrying this word in my belly for weeks and it's just it's almost to the point to where the Lord is saying, I need you to burst it out. So I, I feel like there's someone listening tonight who um, is is under that radar. Of a predator spirit I feel like there's someone listening who um, who's being monitored and I feel like the Lord is warning you and I also feel like the Lord through this word tonight I feel like God is going to um, supply you and equip you with the weaponry that you're gonna need to annihilate and we're gonna have prayer when we get done but I, I want you to understand how this works okay because these predator spirits are relentless and they are ruthless and, and, and again, I want you to pay attention to um, the, the behavior, the personalities, um, the mannerisms um, of these individuals who are involved. Tamar had no knowledge that there was this d- wicked, malicious, uh, uh, harmful plan devised against her. She's just being the king's daughter, right? She's just exercising her purpose in the earth. But little did she know that there was a plan concocted and devised against her. Okay, so here you have um, Jonadab and he's feeding Amnon this uh, conspiracy and he tells him, he shows Amnon how to lay the trap, how to build the trap and lay the trap for Tamar. And so the Bible says that Jonadab, and I'm going to read this again, 2 Samuel 13 5, Jonadab says to Amnon, lay down on your bed. And let me just paraphrase that. He tells him, pretend as if you're sick. In other words, pretend as if there's a need. And that the only person who can supply that need is Tamar. And so what the enemy does is he builds this case because there's no other way we can get Tamar to come into your bedroom, to come into your room, into your quarters, your apartment, your house or what have you, or into your circle of influence. Right. So what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to devise a plan to where we're going to create a need that only Tamar can feel. And so this predator spirit understands your skill set. It listen, because a girlfriend couldn't cook later on. We get into the scripture and we find out that she prepared bread for him. So if she had not, uh, if she didn't have the ability to make bread, then this would have been a different story. It would have been a different plan. So what the enemy does because he's watched and because he's monitored, he knows, okay, Tamar is good at making bread. She's hospitable. OK, and so he takes that and says, so and now what you do is pretend as if you're sick because she's hospitable. She's a woman of compassion. She's a woman uh, with a gentle, quiet spirit. She won't rebel against David and say, no, I'm dead. I'm not going to send somebody else. So this spirit, uh, people of God, understands your spirit. It understands and knows your skill set. It knows your talents. It knows, you know, the things that you are um, that you would yield to the things that you would say. Yes, it knows you. This thing is, is calculating. It studies you. So you'll find people and you, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I really need you to help me do this. So I need you. Oh, I heard that you're really good in this area. And now, like my apostle said, not always the case. okay? there are some people that God is really connecting you for the gift of helps us in your life. But also, we want you to be wise and and be very discerning that there are plans of the enemy where in this particular instance that scripture has highlighted with Jonadab, they devised a plan and pretended to have a need that they knew only Tamar could feel. So that means it behooves us when there are situations that arise and people are reaching out to us or what have you, and they've heard about you or they, you know, whatever, and and they're trying to connect. You want to be careful about that. okay? you want to be very careful about that. And so Jonadab devises the plan and he said, let your sister Tamar come and, and, and feed you. Okay, and so Amnon lays down in verse six and pretends to be sick. And when the king came to see him, he said, "Ammon, Amnon, um, uh, excuse me." And Amnon says to the king, "I pray thee, let Tamar, my sister, come and make a couple of cakes in my sight that I may eat at her hand." So David agrees with it, right? Because he, he, he listen, he couldn't tell. He's thinking, uh, and, and like we do sometimes, just naive, right? The, I, the sin of naive uh, of being naive, and and we said, well, you know what, um, you know. It, Surely, this person doesn't mean me any harm. You know, they just need a little help, right? And and out of that compassion, um, you know, you lend yourself. And and so David is thinking. I'm going to go ahead and send my daughter in and let her serve uh, her brother some bread so he can get up out the bed and we can get back to kingdom business. But the enemy had a plan. So the Bible says in verse seven, then David sent home to Tamar saying, go to your brother Amna's house and and dress him meat. So Tamar went as an obedient, because listen, here's what I I think the first, uh, the first part of your breakthrough is realizing that what happened to you was not your fault. Okay uh you know many times when when you've had uh um you know, you, you've had run-ins with a predator spirit. Many times the 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 fallout from that is a spirit of condemnation to where you blame yourself. Well, I should have known better. I, I should have listened. I should have, you know, or whatever that would have, should have. You know how that goes. But in this particular instance, she truly believed that this man had a genuine intention toward her. And there are many of you who out of the kindness of your heart, you did what you did because you felt as if you were genuinely helping. You felt as if this was a genuine connection. You felt this was a genuine moment. Move of God, you felt this was a genuine thing that the Lord was um, requiring you to do, and so in that regard, you've got to release yourself uh, because with uh, you know uh, uh, engaging predator spirits, one of the 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 um, and, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but one of the uh, symptoms, for the lack of a better word, is self condemnation and guilt. To where you are holding yourself hostage and you're beating yourself up and oh, I deserve it. I should have known better. Um, you know, you know, I'm so, I can't believe I was so stupid. I can't believe I, I was so gullible. I can't believe I was so naive. And let me just say something to you. OK, forgive yourself for being human. All right. And forgive yourself for having a heart of compassion. God gave you that heart of compassion. It's not your fault that you know someone was so yielded to the enemy that they took your kindness for weakness and took advantage of you. So the first step to your breakthrough and overcoming and contending and contending and 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 emerging victorious from this predator spirit, this predator experience is number one, forgiving yourself. And we're gonna look at this because we're gonna look at the dangers of blaming yourself and holding that in and many of you as much as you love God and you speak in tongues and you've got some beautiful gifts many of you uh, are still under that condemnation for connecting with someone who took advantage of you or even in some cases marrying someone who took advantage of you and and just for whatever reason we're never able to emerge from that cave of 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 you know of coming under the power of that predator spirit, but God's going to break that tonight. Okay. So Amnon in verse six, lay down, and made himself sick. And when the King came to see him, uh, blah, 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 Tamar, uh, he said, let my sister come and so forth I already that where that. So David went home, told his daughter, go and make your brother some meat. And Tamar in verse eight, went to her brother's house because she had a heart of obedience. She had a heart to serve. She had a heart of um, hospitality, right? And it was, and listen, and yes, right. It's not your fault. She had a heart to be obedient. Okay, she had a heart to do what her father required of her to do. So she went to her brother's house. Verse eight, he lay down. She took the flour, kneaded it, made cakes in his sight and baked the cake. All right. Let's look at verse eight. Nine, excuse me. And she took the pan and poured it out before him, but he refused to eat. Now, here's the conspiracy now. Here's the conspiracy because now you, you brought me into your life for this person, purpose. You brought me into your life. You brought me into your circle. You brought me into your experience for this person purpose. You said you needed this for me. Here I am. And I'm providing this service to you, but when you're dealing with a predator spirit, it's never enough. Your service is never enough. You're never good enough. You're never worth enough. You're never and so it beats down on your self-esteem. It beats down on your confidence. It beats down on your self-worth. And it it, it it's never happy. You can listen, you can never please a person operating in a predator spirit. You can never please, and, and I'm going to give you, we'll validate that inscription in a few moments. But you will never please someone who's operating in a predator spirit. And so she's preparing this food for him as he requested. But the Bible says that when she prepared it to him, um, he, he refused it. So the Bible says in verse 9, Amnon said, Have all that men out. In other words, he put everyone out of the room and all of, you know, because they're under his authority and they left the room. Verse 10. And Amnon says to Tamar, bring the meat into my chamber or my bedroom or place that I lay that I may eat from your hand. In other words, I want you to feed me, feed me, you know, praise God. And Tamar took the cakes which she had made and brought them because again, again, she and and yeah, part of it is being naive. Yes. But then that's her brother. In other words, you should be able to feel safe around people who put themselves out to be safe. Right. If someone says, hey, you can trust me. Um, I'll never hurt you. I will never leave you. I will never take. So then you're taking that person at their word. So why should I be suspicious? Why should I back up? Why should I feel, you know, some kind of way when you ask if you ask me to do something? I'm, I'm going to do that because I feel like I can trust you. I feel like we, we have a solid relationship. We have a mutual relationship. So I should be able to trust you. OK, but in this particular instance, uh, Tamar put a trust in Amnon, but he had some ulterior motives. All right. And so Anon, he says, feed, feed me from your hand. And when she did, uh, the Bible says in verse 11, he took hold of her and said, come and lay with me okay and so now we get into the physical act come and lay with me and she said no my brother do not force me for no such thing ought to be done in Israel do not do this folly so again now Tamar could have responded in a variety of ways she could have taken some of those hot coals that she made the bread on and given the brother a wake up call yeah I mean there are a number of ways she could have reacted in violence she could have taken off and ran if you know she could have screamed because there were men outside the door but instead I you to pay attention because many of you like that even when things manifest and you like now (laughs) am i crazy but did he ask me to do that or did she you know did she say that did that? did that really and and so it will make you question yourself because number one you're in a point almost at a point of disbelief like i cannot believe this just happened Like, where did that come from? All before you were kind to me. We had this benevolent relationship. Everything was going fine. Now, when it's time for the manifestation, you know, you start to question yourself because you didn't see that coming. All right. You didn't see that coming. And so so Tamar is saying to him, she's trying to reason with him. You cannot reason with a person that operates in a predator spirit. But she's trying to reason because, again, she's coming to him and, and she's uh, engaging him out of the kindness of her heart. Right. Because she's full of compassion and, and, and meekness and all that. And so she's trying to uh, uh, reason with him and she's trying to tell him, look, brother, don't don't force me. Don't you know, nothing like this has ever been done before. Nothing. We're, we're the king's kids. That'll preach, you know, we're the king's kids and and nothing like this should be done. And, and, you know, don't, don't do this. This is not good. Nothing about this is going to be good. And then she goes on verse uh, 13 and she continues to plead her case. And she says to him, you know, where, you know, this act is going to bring so much shame in my life. Where am I going to go? So here's another point when you're dealing with someone with a predator spirit, you know, (laughs) when you're dealing with someone who's operating in a predator spirit, uh, They're not the ones who wear the shame. You know, did you hear what I said? They're in other words, they could care less about the fallout, about who hears about it or about who knows about it. You know, the person is the victim who walks away with the shame, who walks away with with the the brokenness, you know, who walks away with the condemnation, who walks away with the guilt, who walks away with the with the, uh, 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 you know, the mental illness. Okay. And so she's telling, and so she begins to speak. Now, what about my shame? What about what, how am I going to uh, conduct myself after this takes place? She said, you know, and as for you, you will be as one of the fools of Israel. She said, but I pray you speak to the king. And she's she still, she's trying to reason. She said, even he will not withhold. And so at this point, she comes to a place to where she says, you know what? Because she could see that Te- uh, Am- uh, Amnon is so determined. Nothing she said has swayed him. Nothing she's done. Her tears, I can imagine, she's pouring out her complaint, and he's not moved. Because at this point, when that predator spirit manifests, that thing's heart is so hardened. It does not respond to your cries. It does not respond to your pleas. It does not respond to your your your, uh, uh, your ability to reason. It Listen, it, it is a calloused spirit okay it is a callous spirit it is so hard it is almost like the scales of, of of leviathan it cannot be penetrated there's nothing you can do to make that spirit say oh okay well you know what i changed my mind you know go ahead and go back home or or you know have a happy life no that spirit it is such a wicked spirit it is like an octopus with tentacles it will reach out to you and no matter how you struggle to break free and break loose it will not let you go until it has accomplished its cause or its purpose okay and so at this point she's reasoning and taped uh, tamar is at the point to where she says you know what you know I, I i there's no shadow of turning in your mind so i tell you what i'm even willing to marry you just talk to the king talk to dad and so again you can imagine if you put flesh put meat uh uh, uh meat on the bones uh you know yeah putting meat on the bones and and if you can put yourself in this situation to where this young woman is and some of you may have even experienced this in the natural Okay, where you've been caught in a situation where you're trying to get away and this thing has got you surrounded. And let me tell you something. When these did one thing about a demon and and if you ever have any experience in deliverance, they have this supernatural strength that even when you're trying to break away, you find children. We're ministering deliverance to children. They get I mean, they can throw adults around the room. So when you're dealing with someone in this predator spirit, they have this supernatural strength to grip you, whether they're gripping you in the natural or gripping you in the realm of the spirit. It is a gripping. uh almost like you're in a vice and you cannot, it will not let you go again until it accomplishes its cause. And so this is kind of what, many of the people of God have gone through, whether it is a true sexual experience or spiritual experiences where you have connected with people and and and, and this may be, you know, in a number of variety of circumstances where you, you brought yourself under someone's influence or under their authority, spiritual authority or whatever realm of authority they operate in and you brought yourself up under their authority and then they begin to manifest. When, when that time draws near, because even God said so he has an appointed time, well guess what? The enemy has an appointed time. There will be people in your life who will be kind to you and and sweet to you and then at the appointed time for that demon to manifest think about it even in terms of Judas Judas had an appointed time to manifest he was able to keep his demons on lockdown he was able to you know my love to use the word crazy he was able to control his crazy and then uh, when the time the appointed time came that demon manifested and that's where a shock comes from because that thing again I told you this is a subtle spirit and it's not going to announce itself it's not going to say hey um Um, Let's be friends, but give me about two weeks and I'm going to destroy everything about your life. It's not going to. It is a subtle spirit. And this is why, you know, we look at Tamar's example and and, and, and as we're sharing here tonight, and, and again, I believe this is a timely message because number one, I believe there are some of you that are in that vice right now. And then I believe that the some of you that, that the enemy is kind of circling. I, I believe he's monitoring, just like we talked about with Jonadab and Ammon. They were watching and they were planning. But I believe tonight that the plans of the wicked concerning your life are being exposed. And through that exposure, God is equipping you to annihilate and to, uh, amen, to assassinate and to destroy the the powers of the enemy. I believe tonight God has given you that weaponry right now to where you're going to, you know, there's going to be a light. Come on. The Holy Spirit is going to quicken you and your inner man and alert you to the, some of the plans and plots of the enemy surrounding you so that you don't have to suffer like Tamar did. Okay. Your, your story and, and Tamar, you know, she had a sad story. We're going to, I'm trying to get to that, but she had a sad story, but that's not your story. Okay. God is listen, God, God has, has, has written your story and, and, and listen, it it looks nothing like Tamar's end. You have, he said, you have an expected end. Amen. So moving back now here, here, she's trying to plead with him. And she says, listen, now she's compromising. And that's what that predator spirit wants. Listen, that thing will weaken your will until you compromise and say, okay, fine. I'll do what you want me to do. It will weaken your will. It will weaken your resolve until where you get to where it will weaken your resolve to where the thing you used to fight against, you don't even fight against it no more. You know, you just and you may even hear yourself. You know what? I I just I can't win. I give up. I can't fight. Because that predator spirit, remember what the Bible said, it grabbed her and it would not let her go. Many of you may say, well, that sounds like Python. Yes, it's all operating. It will suffocate you. It will hold you in its jaws and it will uh, clamp down on you and will not let you go until you stop fighting and then it will consume you. But the devil is a liar tonight. Amen. And so she, she compromises and she says, you know what? I'll marry you. Just talk to dad about it. Right. Uh, and so. Uh, where are we now? Uh, so we are in verse 14. Listen, how be it? He would not hearken unto her voice. Do you hear what I'm saying to you tonight? That predator spirit. It, it, listen, that thing, the heart of that thing is so hard. You know, it, 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 it does not respond to your cries. It does not respond to your plea. It does not respond to, to any type of reason. It cannot hear you. It does not have the ear to hear that. It cannot respond. It is deaf to that. It is blind to that. It cannot respond. The only thing that that predator spirit responds to is consumption and destruction. And so the Bible says he would not hearken unto a voice, but being stronger than she, he he overwhelmed her, he forced her, and he laid with her. Now, here's, here's how the fullness of that predator spirit operates, and some of you have seen it. That when that thing has accomplished its purpose, it has married you, it has fathered you or mothered you or shepherded you or hired you or is rooming with you or got the money from you or whatever that thing designed to get from you. When its desire has been accomplished, now you're the enemy. So now we talked about the emotional turmoil uh, that a person, that a victim of a predator spirit uh, begins to, to operate in. Low self-worth, low self-esteem, no confidence, um, fatigue, uh, just don't want to fight, don't want just, to, just don't, you know, and suicide goes along with that. Uh, you know, feelings of helplessness, feelings of despair. And now you're you're victimized, okay, again by the person who wounded you. So if all that wasn't enough that you're dealing with in the emotional and the mental realm, now you're dealing with a person who hates you. The very person you submitted to, the very person you connected to, the very person you networked with, the very person who, who joined hands with you. The very, now this person counts you as an enemy when all you have done was try to help and serve and be a blessing and be hospitable. But the Bible said in verse 15, then Amnon hated her exceedingly. Listen, his hatred. Now, remember, she could not see this hatred before. Remember, I told you how this predator spirit operates. All of that stuff, the the the, the conniving, the deceiving is hidden. All you see is a smile and, and the God bless you and good morning. And y- you don't see it until the fullness of its time. And in the name of Jesus, God, reveal to the people of God what what that manifestation looks like before the fullness of time. I, I pray and I prophesy that you won't even get to the fullness of time, that God will reveal that thing to you before time. Let there be a premature manifestation so that you see it before it has an opportunity to draw you in. Good God from Zion. So now the hatred is in full manifestation. Now, remember the Bible said he was so in love, he was sick, right? His friend was like, what's wrong with you? You, you, you so lovesick, but it wasn't love. Okay. It was, it was a, it was a feigned F E I G N E D. It was a feigned love. (laughs) It it, it, it was a predator type of love. In other words, I'm going to love you until I get what I want from you. And then after that, then my true, my true self emerges and the true self of a predator is pure hatred. The true self of a predator is once I get what I want from you, once I get that money from you, once I get your body from you, once I get the paper from you or whatever that thing is, you are going to see that thing for what it really is. And I'm telling you, it's going to blow your mind. Because if you have a heart, a genuine heart after God to where you see the good in people and you want to help and you you, you praise God, you know, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt and it's going to cut you like a knife. And so the Bible says here that Amnon hated her exceedingly. He hated her so much. The Bible says that check my time here. See where we are. He hated her so much that the hatred that he had was greater than the love he had. So, so look at that. First, he had this love, this predator type of love. And then the hatred, if you can envision balances, he had more hatred than he had love for her. And it wasn't even real love. That lets you know how deep his hatred. Now, you would ask yourself, if you're like me, why? Why do you hate her? Like, what did she do? And you'll find yourself. Here's another symptom. okay? here's here's another uh, um, manifestation of the predator victim. All right. Those of us. OK, let's always include yourselves. Those of us who have been victimized by a predator, then one of the one of the, the uh, manifestations of being a predator victim is what did I do wrong? Why do you hate me? What you know, what what you know, what did I do again? That is self-worth, low self-worth, low self-esteem, low self countenance I can't do anything right. I'm a mess up. I'm a screw up. Oh, woe is me. You know, and, and, and you begin to adapt this uh 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 you're you you put on another image. You don't have the image of Christ anymore. You've now you've 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 formed or this let me put like this the the victimization of a predator spirit will create a false identity, a false narrative. To where the woman that walked into Amnon's room is not the same woman now. Good God, that's good. So, whereas before, before you came in contact with this predator, you were confident, you were bold, you you would speak in front of people, you you knew God was speaking to you, you knew how to balance your budget, your money, you knew how to purchase property and you knew how to do your business, you knew how to do, you know, you, you knew how to do you, <laughs> you know, for the lack of a better word, you knew how to do you. But as a result of being victimized by this predator spirit, now it, it has, it has robbed you of your confidence. Okay. It has robbed you of your confidence. It has robbed you of, 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 of that set. You know, it has robbed you of, 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 of everything that makes you uniquely you. It has robbed you of that. And then it has the audacity to hate you. First of all, this thing robs you. Then it turns around and hates you. So not only are you dealing with your own self, self breaking and and being reinvented, right? At somebody else's expense. But now you also, you you are a, uh, uh, you are now subject. You are the subject of this person's wrath and hatred. Let's go further. And so the hatred he had was greater than the love he had. And Amnon said to her, get up and get out. Again, you see how that thing works? Now that I have the money from you or whatever, because it's that predator spirit. It prays because you have something it needs. You have something that it wants. Okay. And so once it has that, in this case, Amnon just, he wanted her body and he thought that was love. And many of our cases, people have, you know, when they get the money, when they get the car, when they put the ring on your finger, when they get the whatever, then you see the true colors. And he said, get up and get out. And this is where a lot of brokenness and mistrust and church hurt. Let's talk about that. uh, uh, Relationship hurt. uh, People, you know, divorce. And they're so broken because you gave all of that out of the goodness and out of the kindness of your heart. You were loyal. I posted about that a couple of days or so ago. You were loyal to someone who could not be loyal to you, right? So it's not your fault that the loyalty didn't work. There's nothing. There was nothing wrong with your loyalty. It was that the person was unable to return that same loyalty to you. So there was nothing wrong with you. Again, that's how that spirit works. It'll make you think, well, if I could have just done this, if I would have did this, if I would have just did this. No, 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 no. There's nothing you could have done, friends, that would have pacified. You cannot pacify a predator spirit. It unpacifiable. And so, when that thing got what he wanted from her, he said, Get out, be gone. I have no use for you. And Father, I pray for those right now who the Holy Spirit is ministering to God. I ask in the name of Jesus, Jesus, that the Holy Spirit will go, Lord God, and heal. Father, even as fresh wounds or scabs are being ripped off and the wounds are opening up afresh, Father, let the Holy Spirit of God go in and heal. Because God with any great surgeon before the healing takes place, they have to go in God and pull out Lord God, that thing that's inside of them that is corrupt, that is contaminating them. God, Father, that thing that causes the people of God to mistrust others, that thing that causes them to feel less than, Lord God, they're doubting themselves. Whereas they used to be confident. They used to be sure about the work and and the job and the place in the community or the the place in life. And now that this spirit causes them to feel like they don't have a place. They don't know who they are. They don't know who to trust. They don't know where to go. And God, they've been relegated to the back and the enemies tell them it's your fault. But in the name of Jesus, let the Holy Spirit go in God and heal. Father, go in God and minister to the broken area. You are the bomb of Gilead. Father, go in and do the work. And God, let there be a release, God, and let them forgive themselves. For Father, it was not their fault. The enemy took advantage of them. And so, God, we release them, God, from the prisons and cages of their own minds. That is my fault. I should have known better. Uh, you know, it's in the name. There's no condemnation. God, I break self-condemnation now. I come against low self-esteem, low self-worth, low self-confidence. I break the powers of hell against their minds and against their drive now in the name of Jesus. And God, I go in God. And as you said, David prayed, restore the fragments, the pieces of them, God, that the predator had taken. Let the angels that locate pieces of fragments, restore the fragments to the now, and let the people of God be made whole. God, I declare healing and wholeness, God, in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's go a little bit further. Praise God. And so he sent her out and, and he said, arise and, and get out and be gone. She said to him, there is no cause. And, uh, and she's still pleading with him. And she's saying to him, she said, you know, why would you send me away? She said the, the fact that you listen, here, here's where rejection comes. If you want to know what spirit that is now, rejection, abandonment and neglect enters in. Do you see how this works? That predator spirit will open up doors and portals that so many spirits will come in as a result of that. act. And that's what the Holy Spirit is doing tonight. God is healing. He's going in and the spirit of God is doing this work. And so that so now here's rejection and abandonment, neglect. Amen. And and she's saying the evil that you're doing by sending me away is worse than what you did when you raped me. In other words, now I have nothing. And that's what that spirit does. It will strip you down and send you out naked. It will send you and you want look, here's the setup. It sends you out naked because other predator spirits now can uh, can can identify you. You've been marked. So in the name of Jesus God. Father, every mark that the predator spirit has placed on the people of God, Father, we cover the mark right now and we plead the blood of Jesus over the people. Lord God, even as you even covered, Lord God, uh, who was that man back? Nimrod. You even covered him and put a seal over him because of the mark. God, for every mark that the enemy has placed over the people to where other predator spirits, because there, people of God, you will find when someone has been a victim of a predator spirit, you will find multiple incidences and like my apostle said, recurring situations recurring, recurring, we get out of that relationship and my God, you right back in another relationship. And the next thing you know, you're treated the same way. It's like a repeated pattern. Why? Because the enemy marked you. He stripped you and marked you. And so other spirits now able to identify you. But in the name of Jesus, you've been hidden and covered in the blood of Jesus. Let's move forward. And so there's no cause sending me away, but he would not hearken. Again, that spirit, that thing has no ears and has no eyes, has no heart. Okay, you're not dealing with a natural, a a normal. Somebody has no ears, no eyes, no heart. And he said, verse 17, then he called his servant that ministered and said, now put this woman out. Oh, God, here we go again. He took her identity. Before she was Tamar, my sister. Now she's that woman. Do you see how that thing works? People of God, it will rob you of your identity. And this is why you find people of God that don't know they've been in church years and have no idea who they are. I don't know. Well, I, I thought I was a prophet. I thought I was a seer. I thought, but, but, but I don't know. And you find many of these uh, situations occur as a result of them being connected to a predator spirit, even women or men marriages. Let me just put it like that. Okay. Uh, Who come out of a marriage and you know, before they were married, they're confident. They've got credit. They've got money. They've got prestige and when, But when they come out of a relationship, now they're struggling. Credit is m- messed up. You know, they're, they're living beneath their, their you know, it, they they They, are, I, they have a, stole, a case of a stolen identity. The case of a stolen identity. Let's move on. And so he says, put the woman out and bolt the door after her. So he stripped her of her place. You have no place here. Okay, let me move. Her. So she had a garment of colors, coat of colors, and listen, which was what the king's daughters wore, right? And... And, and so she put ashes on her head. Now, I had to look this up in the Greek, in the Hebrew, because I said, now that's, you know, you, you hear about when the Israelites were in mourning, they would put ashes. But I, I wanted to look a little bit deeper and see what, what, that, what that meant for Tamar. Okay. And so let me see. Let me get back here. Where did I put it? Uh, give me just a minute. The ashes, 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 ashes. Uh, is the Hebrew word ether. Okay. And or is it's pronounced afer, and it literally means she, when she, the Bible says, when she, let me get back and read it, when it says she put, listen, Tamar put ashes on her head. So this is a self condemning uh, 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 behavior. He didn't do it, but listen, as a result of her being victim of that predator spirit, now she's self inflicting wounds to her own spirit. The Bible says she put ashes on her head. She could have run to her father's house. She could have run to her. She got plenty of brothers and we'll find out in just a minute. But she, because that thing robbed her and stripped her and raped her in more ways than one, she's now self-condemning. And the Bible says she put ashes on her head. And what that literally means is she she listen, because later on in, let me read this verse 19, Tamar put ashes on her head, rent her garment of diverse colors that was on her and laid her hand on her head and went on crying. And so what that, this is what Tamar self inflicted. OK, because this is what happens. No longer is it the enemy cursing us or the witch cursing us. But when you've been a victim of, of a predator spirit, you will inflict wounds to your own soul. Listen to what she does in verse 19. She puts ashes on her head. The ashes literally means worthlessness. She crowned herself as being worthless. So now he said, get up and get out. She she came into agreement. Listen to me. Good God almighty. She came into agreement with the thing that was done to her and she owned it. She owned it. She laid hands on her own head and crowned herself as she She crowned herself as worthless. My God, my God. She tore her own clothes. In other words, this is all verse 19 is self-inflicted wounds. This is where we drink. We do drugs. We become promiscuous or we quit our job or we do some other type of harmful behavior as a result of the thing that was done to us. But in the name of Jesus, get up, man of God. Get up, woman of God. Lay your hands on yourself again and call yourself the king's kid. Put on some new clothes. Rise up. Let the spirit of God put on. Amen. For the garment of mourning, you shall wear the garment of gladness. For the oil of sorrow, you will wear the oil of joy. Lay your hands on your head again and undo the thing that was done and speak the word of God over your life. I am not worthless. Put your go. Listen, clothe yourself in the righteousness of Christ. The Bible says she went out. She crowned her head as being worthless. She tore her clothes. She laid her hands on her head and went out crying. And so here we find it. I'm trying to wrap this up and have prayer. Absalom, her brother says, has Amnon, your brother been with you? But hold your peace. sister. here's your brother regarding not this thing. And listen, Tamar remained desolate in her brother Absalom's house. She couldn't even. Here's another byproduct and, 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 and another uh, a, a manifestation of being a victim of a predator spirit. You lose your place. You lose your identity. I hope y'all were listening because I lost my whole train of thought because I'm going with God. She lost her identity. She's self-inflicted. Amen. She's, she's, she's marked. She's been sent out. Okay, she's been, she's been orphaned. She's been abandoned. She's been rejected. She, 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 self, she crowned herself being worthless. She ripped her clothes and said, "I'm listen, when you rip your clothes, you say, I'm no longer worthy. Right? Because the king's daughters wore, the king's kids wore those clothes. When she, she ripped it, and so she declared over herself, I'm not worthy to be called a king's kid. And that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to denounce your place in the kingdom. He wants you to denounce your place in God. I'm not worthy because this happened to me because I married the wrong person. I joined the wrong church or I s- submitted to the wrong bishop or I took the wrong job or I bought the wrong house or whatever the thing was to happen. Now, I'm no longer worthy to stand in the, <clears throat> to stand in the king's court. I'm no longer worthy to be a prophet or to be an apostle or to prophesy or to preach. I'm no longer worthy. This is nothing the enemy has done. These are doors that are open in your soul. Amen. That that you've you've come into agreement with. And now you're self-inflicting. But you're standing up. The power of God is stepping into your room wherever you are. And the spirit of God is lifting you up out of that place of desolation. The Bible says she remained, remained remain. That means she stayed there. She abided in a place of desolation. A place of desolation is nothing as compared to what belonged to her. She couldn't even return home. She was in a desolate place, a void place, a place where there was no love, no support, no, no compassion, you you know, no nurturing. She removed herself from that because she felt worthless. Good God almighty. Oh, Jesus. So, so, let me move past some of the scripture. Okay. Cause I, I think we, we get the point. So David heard about it. He was angry, but David didn't do anything about it. And I'm not going to get on David's case. Cause that's not where we're going. David, that'll, that's, that'll preach for itself. Um, I'm not even going to talk about Absalom. Cause that's a whole other situation too. But I want you to, uh, I want you to, as I, I cause I think I'm going to stop right there. Um, later on, you find that Absalom decided to avenge, um, Tamar, uh, you know, for what had happened and he set up and, and he conspired and he killed his brother and he had to flee for the rest of his life, well, it, flee for some time. And, and then there was another, that's a whole other situation. Um, but Absalom did rise up to, um, defend his sister's honor. He didn't do it the right way. Okay. And, and so that's a whole other story. And I don't want to lose you, but I want to at least kind of give you closure far as that, but in terms of Tamar, this woman never married She never uh, she was never able to regain her 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 place, even when David found out about it, uh, even he could not restore her. Because, listen, there are some things that no one can do for you. There are some things you must do for yourself. There's a and, and I believe this is where many of us are. There's some things that we're expecting other people to come help me, come get me. But there's a place in God where you have to rise up and power that God has put on the inside of you. And you've got to stand up and clothe yourself and, and, and wear, amen. And, and put on the helmet of salvation and, and use the shield of faith. There's a place where you have to stand up, rise up and fight because those who you depend on to fight for you, they may not get, you know, they may not get the memo. Her own father didn't get the memo. The Bible said Absalom, he was upset about it, but it took him two years. So you so all of this time, you find this woman of God being in a desolate place, living with her brother, never went out again, never uh, enjoyed the pleasures of being the daughter of a king. So that's as far as I'm going to go with that. I mean, you are certainly welcome to read the rest of it and find out how that story ended. Uh, but I maintain to tell you that this is how that predator spirit operates. And there are many people who you know, and and I'm not one to preach against people. That's not my thing, but there are some who are agents of hell who will monitor your life and connect to you. Now you're doing fine. That girl was doing fine. She was doing okay until this thing decided to set his, his, his fangs and his tentacles on her and he destroyed her life. And this has been the case for many of us. You were doing well you were doing, amen, you know, walking in the things of God and and, and and growing and maturing. And all of a sudden, and I know some of y'all can say yes and amen. All of a sudden, this individual connects to your life. God said it's time. God said or, or whatever. They invite you somewhere and the next thing you know, you're caught up. And it's hard to break away from people who operate in a predator spirit. We see that with Tamar. But I want to encourage those of you tonight who, who can identify with Tamar, male or female. You know, listen, this is, this is non-gender. Okay. This is just an example of how this predator spirit operates. And there are some of us on this line tonight who have been victims. Some of us are right now. Listen, some of us are literally in the predator's arms by virtue of whatever that means. Some of us are in the predator's arms and now the spirit of God has opened your eyes to show you that you are not crazy. What I've been showing you, what you've been picking up in the spirit, what I've been revealing to you in dreams, what the prophets and what the prophetic people have been telling you is spot on. Because you may not have been able to see it, but now my son, my daughter, now you see and God said, I'm giving you a way of escape. And some of you may say, well, I don't know where am I going to go. Listen, God has already designed that trap, that door of exit for you. So and then there are those of you who have who have the experience. Of being in a relationship with a predator, and you found that as a result of that, when you were finally able, by the grace of God, to get out of it, it took you so long to rebuild because that predator spirit it, it operates in a destructive mentality. It has the ability to destroy everything: your credit, your reputation, your ministry, your house, your car, your furniture. I mean, it, it, it your mind, your relationships. That predator spirit operates like a Tasmanian devil. It destroys everything in its path. But tonight I hear the Lord saying to you that this is your season to rebuild. And God is saying, I am equipping you. I see storehouses being opened for you. There are doors being opened for you because God said you have suffered. You have suffered. The Lord said, and your He said, your motives going into it were pure, but the enemy took advantage. He took advantage of your kindness and he took advantage of, of the, the hospitable, a uh, compassionate spirit that you operate in. But God said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. God exacted vengeance on Amnon. He dealt with Amnon and God is going to deal whoever your Amnon is. And you may have a group of Amnons. You listen, you may have, listen, you may have a whole lot of Amnons. None of them can listen. Not one of them can outrun the power of God. Not one of them. He said, listen, my arms are so long. I can reach them wherever they go. But God said for you, my son, my daughter, God said, I'm healing you. God said, it is not my will for you to live your life in desolation. And so the Lord is saying to you, lay your hands on your head again and revoke God said, and renounce every word curse you spoke over yourself. He says, speak over the words of worthlessness. Speak over the words of I'll never do this again. I'll never trust again because the Lord said you spoke and self-inflicted a curse over your own life as a result of your pain. So in the name of Jesus, every word curse that you spoke as a result of self-inflicted wounds and pains. We revoke it in Jesus name. We renounce it, God. And we ask you, Lord, forgive me for the words I spoke when I was under arrest, under the arrest of pain. Forgive me for the words that I said when I was under the arrest of the predator spirit. For God, I was not speaking truth. I was speaking out of hurt and speaking out of pain. So God, let those words be overturned. In the name of Jesus, God, burn the scrolls, God, and scatter the ashes, God, from the east to the west. And God, let not one of those words come to fruition in my life. God, I take the axe of the Holy Ghost and cut every tree that came up as a result of the seed that I've spoken in my life. Take the axe and cut it down and burn it in the fire of the Holy Ghost. And so now, Father, in Jesus name, I lay my hands again and I crown myself with goodness and kindness. I anoint myself with the oil of salvation and the oil of joy and the oil of restoration. I anoint myself with the oil, with a rebuilders oil in the name of Jesus, God, the Salve, God, the healing Salve, the balm of Gilead. God, I, I bathe in it. Ooh, God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I bathe and God, for every wound, God, even the the thing that's bleeding right now. And I decree that blood will a cessation to the hemorrhaging of my heart, of my mind, a ceasing of the blood. I command the blood to dry up that the enemy, the hounds of hell will not follow the scent of my hurt. And attract other like minded predator spirits. But God, let the scent be dried up. God, let the let the let the, the flow be dried up in the name of Jesus. My God, in Jesus name. And Father, for the for the clothing that I rent, I ripped off myself. That Lord, that cost it cost me my identity. It cost me my identity. But in the name of Jesus, God, I reclothe myself. God, I cover myself. God, I get back under the covering of the Lord Jesus Christ, under the blood of Jesus. God, I hide myself under the rock, under the shadow, under your pavilion, Father, for you are my safe place. And Father, in the name of Jesus, open the doors to healthy relationships and anoint my eyes that from this time forward I will see where the enemy seat is and father I decree over my life that I will continue to love I will continue to be soft I will continue to be kind-hearted I will not allow that predator spirit to make my heart callous like his I will not allow that predator spirit to make me hateful and vengeful and and resentful. I will not allow. Listen, in the name of Jesus, I cut and break myself loose from every evil soul tie to the predator spirit where I'm operating like him. Oh, God. And I even see that there. Listen, even that predator spirit tried to birth a predator spirit in you. But in Jesus name, I command a miscarriage and an abortion. Oh, God. Listen to that. My God. Where some of you say, you know what, I'm going to treat people just like that. And you've actually started baby walking in that thing. Because that has been your experience. And, and, and they say hurt people, hurt people. And now you're starting to, to st- in, 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 in little baby, little infant, little embryonic ways, starting to treat people the same way you were treated. But in Jesus' name, let that seed, that demon seed be aborted and miscarried. My God. So Father, I bless you, God. As I lift the people of God up tonight. As we have learned, as we have heard from Tamar, Lord God, that spirit marriage, Lord God, that she was never able to enter into a relationship with another man, another Lord God, healthy relationship. She was never able to leave her brother's house in the name of because that predator spirit married her and he told her, get out of his house. But God, he kept her held hostage by his spirit. He controlled her. He took something from her. God, he formed a soul tie God and controlled her with it. He controlled her movements. He controlled even the words she spoke of her own life. So, God, we issue the divorce decree over every marriage to the predator spirit. And we divorce that thing now, God. We break and loose ourselves from it now, Father, in the name of Jesus. We cut off every tentacle and we break the fangs of the python and we break ourselves loose, Father. So, God, we bless the people of God tonight, Lord God, that joined in, those, Lord, on our podcast, those on Facebook Live and YouTube and wherever they're tuned in, God. Let this word be hidden in their heart and God let them regurgitate. Don't let them hide it and be stingy with it. But God, let them also have eyes to see their predator spirit at operation in the lives of those they have influence over. And God, let them take this teaching. As a matter of fact, Holy Spirit, anoint them, God, to go even deeper than the time that I had tonight. Anoint them, God, that they would go in and warn the people about this predator spirit. That we would not suffer another Tamar. On this earth, God, not another Tamar in my city, not another Tamar in my family, not another Tamar in my church, not another Tamar in my bloodline in the name of Jesus, that we will be the last Tamar. We are it. We are the last. There'll never be another Tamar in this family. Father, we thank you. We seal this word by the blood. We bind the hand of the enemy, God. For those, Lord God, who are still going through deliverance, Father, be with them, God. We bind up any demonic connections, demons that's trying to, Lord God, infiltrate and interrupt and, in, and infect the work, God. Father, let your angels go and seal the block where they are, God, that no one can come in but the spirit of the living God and let your healing take place, Father. God, we give you glory and honor. People of God, we love you and we bless God for you. And we pray that we have encouraged your heart tonight. Amen. Pray for us as we continue to do the will of the Lord. God bless you.